0: Happy Holidays! Welcome to Sweet Bunny Radio Plays. Sit back and snuggle in your favorite blanket with a nice cup of hot chocolate and some Christmas cookies, and listen as we present our holiday show, The Day I Was Santa Claus, written by Chris Otasek. It's Christmas Eve Day, 1990. In the sleepy St. Joseph County, it's been a tough year for many in the community. Recession is the word on the newscaster's lips as unemployment is everywhere and the economy is in a slump. Just a few short days ago, the most amazing story unfolded around J.C. Tillman, the top news reporter from WTZZ Radio News. We join him in the newsroom as he prepares for a special report about a man, a Santa suit, and some holiday magic.
1: Christmas is a time of joy and laughter for many people around the world, a time of gifts and food and jolly old elves. It's also a time to reflect. As 1990 draws to a close, many of us get together with old friends, celebrate all things life can be. But what if your life hasn't been that good? What if, as in the case of Jim Williams, you are unemployed with no job prospects and had just received your last unemployment check. Bills were starting to pile up for him, and all his friends he could borrow from had long been exhausted. His wife, who had been looking for work longer than him, had managed to get a part-time job in a store. That would end on December 24th, just in time to raise a glass of eggnog and proclaim, We are worse off than we were before. You see, Jim is a proud man, and believes in taking care of the family, and that hard work brings success. Needless to say, this was not the case for Jim. He became very depressed, started drinking. It was in a drunken stupor that he thought of robbing the bank. He knew it was a stupid idea, but he was desperate. He thought, If I'm lucky,
2: we would have enough cash to live high for a whole year or more, to pay everyone back, and friends again."
1: He could be proud once again and walk outside with his head held high. So Jim started to plan. He would do the job on the 21st because it would be dusk before the bank closed at 430. He wore a borrowed Santa Claus costume so that the bank cameras wouldn't know what he looked like. He picked the downtown branch right next to Gilbert's department store so no one would think twice about a guy in a red suit. the time arrived, he entered the bank at 345 and stood in line. Jim was determined that nothing was going to stop him. He wouldn't have even gotten nervous if it hadn't been for that lady and her daughter behind him.
3: That's your receipt. Thank you. Happy Holidays.
4: Thank you very much. Say hi to the kids for me. Merry Christmas.
5: Thank I you. can help someone down here. Yes, sir. Thank
6: you so much. Mommy, look, it's
7: Santa. Are you the real Santa? Leave the man alone, Ashley. That's not the real
8: Santa. Remember what Daddy and I told you about Santa?
7: I remember. Santa is still at the North Pole, and all the people dressed like him are just kind men helping Santa to hear what all the children want. But I didn't tell this one what I want yet.
2: Hey, kid, quit- Pulling on my pant leg.
7: I gotta tell you what I want. Ashley, leave that man alone. But Ma...
2: Look, kid, I- I'm off duty. Er, tell the Santas and Gilberts next door what you want.
6: But I gotta... Lady,
2: can you get your little rug rat off of me?
6: Well, I never. Ashley, come
3: over here by me. Merry Christmas, humbug. Look, mister, if you don't like the holidays, don't dress the part. Look, lady, wh- what I
2: meant was...
6: May I help you, sir? Yeah. Well, now, don't you look festive. How can I help you, Santa?
2: This is a robbery. Don't panic, you'll see tomorrow.
6: A
7: gun!
2: It's loaded, too. If I even think you're pushing the silent alarm, I'll shoot. Now that I got your attention, I want you to put all your bills in the counter. I'll take care of the money. So, you don't try to slip one of those exploding things on me. Good. Is that all of it?
6: Ye- yes.
2: Good. Thanks a lot. Now I'm going out the back door. If you're smart, you'll wait until I'm gone before you push the alarm button. Merry Christmas!
1: Jim ran out of the bank into the narrow alley. The next thing was to get rid of the costume. Unfortunately, there were too many buttons and he got caught up in the padding. Then he heard the siren. The police were coming and he hadn't gotten away. They were going to find him. Unless the idea was crazy, but at least it was an idea. Jim straightened the padding, rebuttoned the jacket, put the hat back on his head and ran into the back door of Gilbert's department store. He found himself in a back storage area that was too small to hide in. He thought he could have a better chance if he hid in plain sight inside the store. Jim stepped through the double doors and into the bright lights. He only took a few steps when he heard. Mama, look, just
8: walked in. Santa shops at Gilbert. That's right! So, you better tell him what you want so he can get it for you.
9: Oh
2: crud, here we go.
8: Santa Santa, we tried to see you upstairs, but the line was too long. I want a beanie baby, Santa. Can I please get a beanie baby this year, Santa? I was good this year.
2: Okay, okay. Anything you say.
8: Jeez. I realize that you're probably on break, but could I get a picture of you and Jessica? We waited in line to see Santa almost an hour, and then had to leave without seeing him because I have to go to work. She was so disappointed.
2: No problem, lady, but could you...
8: Right! Hurry
2: this up, I'm, I'm kind of busy.
8: Santa agreed to let me get a picture of you two. Go stand next to him! Hooray!
2: Now, Jessica, were you a really, really good girl all year? No. Those Jimmy. I knew it.
4: He's the one that started it.
2: Eh, it's all right. I'm sure that it won't stop you from getting your beanie, baby. All
8: right, you knew everything, but I bet you're the real
2: Santa Claus, aren't? You? No, kid. I, I, I just work for him. But I promise I won't tell him about Jimmy. Now, lady, if you don't mind, I, I really gotta go.
8: All right, and thanks.
9: Wait, Santa. I haven't told you what I want yet. Crap. Cops. That's right. And this cop busted you for sneaking out for a smoke break when on duty. What? Don't try to deny it. I saw you come in the back door. The store gave you a perfectly good employee smoking lounge. Why you people insist on using that alley, I'll never know. You don't understand. I... Don't, don't I? Well, I understand that I have the right to fire you on the spot but I won't do it in front of all these kids, so consider yourself lucky. Now get your bag and start promoting goodwill. My bag? Oh God, I hate temporaries. The, the bag of toys you're supposed to be carrying around the store. The bag you're supposed to be showing off to people to encourage them to buy things.
2: Oh, uh, I left it upstairs.
9: In Santa's Wonderland? I can't send you up there to get it. We can't have two Santas in the same area of the store. We'll just have to go to Toyland and get you another bag. Come with me. But. No buts, mister. You're in enough trouble as it is. Come with me. Temporaries. I don't have time for this.
1: Him played his part, went along with the manager. But across the street, the
10: detectives had arrived at the bank. Please tell us again exactly what happened.
6: He was in the line just like anyone. And when I called him over, he quietly told me to give him all the bills that I had and showed me the gun. Why didn't you give him an ink bag? He said no bag. He told me to put the money on the counter. I did, and then he put all of it in his jacket pockets.
10: And no one was suspicious when a guy in a Santa Claus suit came in?
6: Well, no. You see, with Gilbert's next door, we have two or three Santas in here a week.
10: Did you notice any identifying marks on his face or hand that you could see behind the beard?
6: He was wearing a wedding ring and his eyes. My spiritual advisor says the eyes are the windows to the soul. The eyes tell all. They were kind but depressed eyes, like he had just gone through some terrible pain. They were not the eyes of a career criminal, more like someone who was driven to it.
11: Thanks for the insight. What color were his eyes?
6: You know, I didn't notice. I was too caught up in what they were saying to me.
10: What about the wedding ring? Anything unusual?
6: Just a plain gold band with a diamond
11: in it. Thanks, miss. That'll be all. You're welcome. Well, we're looking for a plain wedding ring and kind, depressed eyes. What do you
10: think? Well, Tina, I think we're in for a long investigation.
11: Well, officers, have you any leads? To be perfectly frank, ma'am, we probably won't have any leads until tomorrow or the next day, if at all. Now, just what do you mean by that? What I'm saying is that most small-time bank jobs go unsolved. And if this is a one-time shot from a desperate man, there's a good chance he'll get away with it.
12: Now, look here. What about evidence? He had to have put his hands on the counter. There's got to be fingerprints. And you call yourselves detective.
11: I'm quite sure that he did put his fingerprints on the counter. So did a couple of hundred other people. The teller didn't push the alarm until he left, so his trail is already cold.
10: Also, you got to remember that since he was wearing that costume and didn't get an ink pack, we have no way to identify him. Our best hope is to find where he ditched the costume and try to trace it. The lady said that it looked new.
12: Now... You two just listen to me. This branch has been here for 40 years, 40 years. In all that time, it has never been robbed, never. We are two minutes away from the police station, two minutes Do not stand there and tell me that you cannot catch the crook. What am I paying taxes for if the police aren't even going to try and catch criminals? One more thing. I am on the city council. I will write a formal letter of complaint about you two and give it to the mayor, who's a close friend of mine. Let's see how long you have a job after that. Do you understand me?
11: Man, she's upset. Doesn't she realize that...
10: Realize what? That her place of business was just robbed? That her employee, a person that she knows well, just had her life threatened? We deal in facts and truth, but right now... She's had a little too much reality for one day, and if yelling at us for a few minutes helps her deal with things, so be it. Yeah, sure, there's not much we can do right now, but there are things we can do. So, let's do them and see what happens. We can start by asking questions. Maybe someone outside the bank saw something.
1: Officers Dave and Tina continued to investigate for over an hour while Jim laid low in Gilbert's. Finally, he relaxed enough to make his escape. Feeling confident, he carried the bag of merchandise that the manager gave him out with him. He laughed as he remembered the manager's lecture that he must keep the bag with him at all times. Looking around one more time, Jim walked out the front door only to find a stock clerk yelling at a homeless man.
13: I'm sorry, mister, but this is Gilbert's property, and you can't stay here.
4: Son, I'm on my way to that mission two blocks up the street. Can't I just get out of the wind for a minute? This coat ain't nothing but rags, and I need to warm up for just a minute. In a half hour, I'll be gone. I promise.
13: No, mister, you can't. Now get out of here.
4: Come on, kid. It's almost Christmas.
13: No. Now get out of here before I call a cop. Look, kid, lighten up. Who's he hurting? That's it. I'm going inside to call the cops.
4: (laughs) Well, thanks for trying, Sonny, but I guess I better get moving. If I don't, them cops will move me. Hang on a second, old timer.
2: I think I got a sweatshirt in this bag somewhere. Here it is. Take it. It's yours.
4: Ooh, that, that looks real warm, but I, I can't take that from you. Go ahead.
2: Take it. Call it a, a Christmas present. Well,
4: well, well, thanks, young fella. Thanks a lot. Why, you must be the real Saint Nick.
2: Nah, just somebody who knows what it's like to be down on his luck.
4: <laughs> well, thanks again. Deck the halls with of
2: Well, now, I've been a criminal twice in the same day. Now, how will I get out of here... Good thing there's an alley over there, huh? All I gotta do is get across that park, uh, go between those buildings, ditch this suit, and it's bye-bye Santa and hello freedom.
1: There is no rest for the wicked as Jim finds out as he walks in front of Gilbert's to the back alley
7: Hey, look! It's Santa. There's Connolly, look over there. In the closet, yeah. Look at the big
8: bag of toys. Santa, Santa, over here. Can I you, Please. Please. All right. Just wait here one minute while I go see how busy he is. Hi, my name is Susan Connolly. I'm a nurse at the children's hospital.
2: Yeah, I heard. Those kids are sick. <laughs> Wouldn't have believed it. In the sounds of it. They got more energy than I do.
8: They're a handful sometimes. Anyway, we came downtown to see the Christmas lights, and they saw you. Could you please play Santa for them for a couple of minutes? I'll give you $10.
2: I'm sorry, miss, but I'm kind of in a hurry, and...
8: Please, it would mean so much to them. And if you let me talk to my boyfriend in the van, I might be able to get you 20
2: It's not the money. I'd like to, really, but...
8: Just a couple of minutes... The man who normally plays Santa for them caught the flu, and they won't have any Santa at their Christmas party.
2: Okay, I'll sit on this bench and you bring him over.
8: Oh, thank you so much. Hey kids, guess what?
2: I'm beginning to think that this suit was the biggest mistake in my life. Ugh, this bench. It's cold.
8: Santa, these are the twelve children I was telling you about. And they would like to know if they can sit in your lap.
2: Of course they can. I'm Santa Claus, ain't I?
8: Santa! So, who wants to be first? Me!
2: How about we start with you in the wheelchair? Whoa, those leg braces are heavy. Uh, So what can I get you for Christmas?
14: Well, it's sort of a long story, but here goes. I can't run and play with the other kids on account of my legs and lots of times they don't want to play with me. I understand because I'd rather run around too anyway. Sometimes I get lonely because there's nothing to do. Now I can stand and walk a little because you brought me these nice leg braces last year. My daddy told me, so don't be mad. But this year, I really want a Super X 364 video game so the other kids will want to play with me and I won't be so lonely. My parents say that it's very expensive and they can't buy it for me because of all the time I have to be in the hospital. So I figured the only thing to do was to ask Santa Claus for it and that's you!
2: Well, that's that's a real tough order. I mean, uh, for that, you'd have to be... Uh, I mean, the elves aren't real good at electronics, and... Uh, but you never know. Le- let's look in the bag and see what them elves packed. How about it?
14: But aren't you supposed to wait for Christmas Eve?
2: Don't tell everybody this. But you're right. Normally that is the case. But, s- but sometimes Santa can't get to every kid in just one night. Since you're so special, you he- he sent me to make sure you get exactly what you want.
7: Really?
14: Uh,
2: really. So let's see what them old elves packed, shall we? I'm sorry, those stupid elves. The only Super 364 game they packed is got Double Galactic Warlords instead of Return to Cartoon World. Is that okay?
14: Are you kidding? Double Galactic Warlords?! That's the coolest game out right now! Way cooler than Return to Cartoon World!
2: Really, I, I could take it back and, I do get you a rubber frog instead.
14: Stop joking around, Santa! You knew that it was perfect all the time!
2: <laughs> okay, you got me. It's time to give someone else a turn.
14: Thank you very much, Santa! Bye-bye! He knocks. No, me next! Me
7: next! Me next! Next, Next, please! Hey,
2: nice haircut. You know, I I used to have a crew cut when I was your age, little boy.
7: Little girl. What? Little girl, and I don't get it cut this way. It just falls out.
2: I'm sorry, uh, but...
7: uh... Don't be sorry, Santa. Everybody makes that mistake, and I am wearing my brother's jacket.
2: Now, why is a pretty girl like you wearing your brother's clothes?
7: Oh, I wear his clothes lots of times. Mom says it's easier that way. But I'll get a whole bunch of new clothes when I go on a mission.
2: On a mission?
7: Yeah. The doc says I'm doing great, only my mission isn't fast enough.
2: Oh, you mean uh, remission.
7: That's it. Remission. But I gotta do it faster or else I won't get another Christmas.
2: So is it is it clothes you want from Santa?
7: Don't be silly. You don't ask Santa for clothes. The elves hate to make clothes.
2: <laughs> silly me.
7: What I really... Really, really want for Christmas is a radio with headphones so I can listen to music at night when I can't sleep I have to turn my little radio off at night because it bugs Cheryl Kinsky. She's my friend and I don't want to bug her because she has some serious health problems
2: Well, I think I can make both you and Cheryl happy
7: Uh, Here a minute I think you gave me someone else's gift. This has a radio and a CD player.
2: Nope. One of the elves told me to give you a bonus.
7: Oh, Santa Claus, thank you.
2: You're welcome. But loosen up on the hug kid or I won't be around next Christmas. (sighs) Okay, who's next?
1: It slowed down again, and the investigation inches closer as detectives Dave and Tina came into Gilbert's to talk to the
10: manager.
9: Yes, you officers wanted to talk to me?
10: Yes, I'm Officer David Stills, and this is Officer Tina Andrews. We're investigating a bank robbery next door, and we'd like to ask you a few questions.
9: That's fine, but can we step outside? I don't want any of the customers hearing about stealing, it makes them nervous. Besides, no sense giving them any ideas. All right, officers, what can I do for... Well, I never. I was telling you about crime, officers. Look over there. That bum is wearing brand new Gilbert sweatshirt, obviously stolen. I can see the tag hanging from the collar. Officers, arrest that man for shoplifting. Hey, that's Toofy. Hey, Toofy, come
11: over here.
14: It's Officer Tina. Hey, how you doing?
10: You know that guy?
11: He's a regular. I got to know him when I was walking this beat. During the winter, he sticks pretty close to the mission around the corner.
9: Well, I never.
11: Osfertina! Well, Wow, long time no see. Where you been? I got promoted, but that's not important right now. This gentleman is the manager of Gilbert's, and he says that you stole that sweatshirt. <gasps> That, that's a barefaced faced lie, Ossifertina. I, I got this particular
4: sweatshirt from a friend of mine. A likely story. What's this friend's name?
11: Name's Nick, if it's any of your business. Toofy, did Nick say where he got the sweatshirt? Nope, and I didn't ask, because it ain't polite. Toofy, tell the truth. Did you take that shirt from Gilbert's? No. I did not, for Tina,
4: And that's the God's honest truth. I never go into Gilbert's. Don't
11: like the atmosphere. Yeah. Sir, have you ever seen Toofy in your store? No. So you can't prove that he took the sweatshirt?
9: I know how it works. I say no, and he goes free. Get out of here, you bum! And Don't ever let me catch you in my store, ever. Don't worry about that, you overstuffed sack of it garbage. That's enough.
10: He started it. And I'm stopping it. Let's get back to the task at hand. Sir, we are investigating the bank robbery next door, and we have reason to believe that he works at your store. My store? Why? He was dressed in a Santa Claus suit. Santa suit? Uh, uh, uh,
4: uh, uh, Hossa, Fertina, do you need me anymore? No, Toofy. You can
9: go. I'll uh, see you guys, and happy Christmas! As I was about to say before I was so rudely interrupted, all six of our Santas come from a temp agency. We have none of their personal records here. I can pull out our copies of their time cards to get their names. That is the best I can do. The agency is closed for today.
10: That would be great. We'd also like to talk to whatever Santa you have working right now. No problem. Follow me to the office.
1: They continued their investigation. Jim was still out in front of the store.
8: Thank you so much, Santa.
2: You're welcome. Don't worry about what Marty says. Those burns will clear up before you know it.
8: I know, but the best part of that is that I can tell everybody that I sat on real Santa Claus' lap.
2: Wait a minute, I'm just.
8: Don't tell me that helper line. I know that you're the real Santa, because you knew exactly what everybody wanted. And it was in your back. You wouldn't even gonna come today. And Nurse Connolly never seen you before. I can. But you knew and you made sure you had all the right stuff. So that proved it. You're the real Santa.
2: Kid, you're gonna make one hell of an investigator someday.
7: Thanks,
8: Santa. Bye bye.
2: Nurse Connolly. Can I see you for a minute?
8: Sure. Kids, you just wait over there, and I'll be right (laughs) back. What you did was wonderful. I don't know why you bought all of those expensive gifts and gave them to us, but I'm thanking God for it. You made their Christmas, and for some, this was the high point of their life. Oh, but I promised you $10. Here it is. Buy them some ice cream with it. What I called
2: you over for is that I I wanted to give you the rest of the stuff in the bag for the kids that couldn't come.
8: That's too much, I I can't.
2: Sure you can. Everybody gets a present, even if they didn't get to come here. Besides, there are some more video games in there in case they get tired of double galactic warlords.
8: Well, thank you very much, Santa. And here's my present for you. Goodbye, Santa. Okay, kids, let's get back to the van. (laughs)
2: Well, well, no, I never. Hey,
4: there you are. Hey, hey you you and me, we, we's got to talk.
2: Hey there, old timer.
4: Looking good with the new sweatshirt. Hey, if we're going to be friends, we might as well be chummy. And right now, I'm your best friend in the world. Name's Toofy. And I'm... Saint Nick. That's the only name I want to know anyway. There's cops after you, Nick. And excuse me for saying it, but you're damn easy to spot. We gonna hide you, and I know just the place.
2: Thanks, Toofy, but you really really don't want to get involved.
4: Just call me a sucker for Christmas. Come on, let's go.
1: Jim and Toofy walked away, just as Officers Dave and Tina walked out of the store.
11: Well, that was completely useless.
10: Not completely. The three Santas we spoke to haven't left the store in several hours. I believe that. Did you see those lines? That only leaves three plus the mystery Santa. What mystery Santa? Remember what the store manager said? He said that he yelled at a Santa, someone he didn't recognize, for going out for a smoke break. So? So, he called all three Santas that we talked to by their first names. And he made reference to things that he knew about two of the others.
11: Dave, I'm sorry. And it's cold. Maybe my brain is frozen, but I don't see where you're going with this.
10: If he knows all six of his Santas personally, how can there be one that he doesn't recognize?
11: And he saw the guy coming in the back door. This guy's smarter than we thought. He was wearing bright red clothes and was able to find a place to hide and never be found. It's only been a couple of hours. Do you think he's still in the store?
10: Maybe, but first let's see if these folks saw anything. Miss, could we have a word with you? Sure. I'm Officer David Stills and this is Officer Tina Andrews. We're investigating a bank robbery and we'd like to ask you a few questions.
8: Sure, officer, but I don't think that I'll be much help. These kids are quite a handful.
10: Yes, I'm sure that they are. So, you came downtown to see Santa, eh?
8: Actually, no. Just to see the Christmas lights, the lines to see Santa are much too long for these kids to wait in. While you
10: were looking at the lights, did any of the kids see Santa running across the square?
11: Well, actually...
1: Officers, can I be of assistance?
11: And you
10: are?
1: J.C. Tillman of WTZZ and fiancé to this lovely lady.
8: Oh, JC.
10: We were just asking your fiancé if anybody saw a man in a Santa Claus suit running across the square. We need to locate him and ask him questions in connection with a bank robbery.
1: Oh, that sounds innocent enough. Sue, did you see anyone in a Santa suit running across the square?
8: No, officers. We saw no one running that fit that description.
10: Well, thank you. That's all we need. Unless you have a question, Tina.
11: Not for them but I have a few for Toofy. Toofy? Yeah, I've been thinking. Didn't the manager say that he gave the mystery Santa a bag of merchandise?
10: Yes, but hey, wait a minute. Are you thinking what I think you're thinking?
11: Toofy said that his friend's name was Nick. Perhaps Saint Nick?
10: And the brand new sweatshirt he gave Toofy was probably from the bag the manager gave him.
11: Bingo. We got this guy for armed robbery and shoplifting. That store manager is going to be pissed when he finds out.
10: No time to tell him. We have to find Toofy. You got any ideas where he might be?
11: A couple. If he's not at the mission, there's an alcove out of the wind that he likes to
8: hang out in.
10: We have to go now, folks. Thanks for the help and Merry Christmas.
8: Goodbye, officers. Why did you want me to say that? You know that our Santa is most likely the man that they're looking for.
1: Yeah, I know. But think about it a second. What makes a man rob a bank to buy toys for kids in a hospital?
8: You heard them. He probably stole the toys.
1: Stranger yet, he robbed a bank and stole a couple thousand bucks worth of toys. He saw what was in that bag, but he didn't run away. He stayed and gave out the toys to the kids. That's more than just strange. And there's a story here someplace. I I can feel it.
8: You're always a reporter, aren't you? Okay, I'll trust you this time. Right now, let's get these kids back to the hospital.
1: Around the corner, there was an alcove with a heating grate and a large box. It was a prime location for a homeless person and his new friend in a red suit. Now, you
4: crouch into that little cubby hole and I'll put this box in front of you and you'll be safer than in your mama's arms.
1: Thanks, Toofy,
2: but you really don't have to. Of course
4: I do. You saw them cops finish up with them folks by the van. They gotta be coming this way. Now get in there and keep quiet. They'll be here in a couple of seconds. Toofy, I... Shh, they're here. Hey, Toofy, there you are. Hey, Ossifer Well, I'll be a monkey's uncle twice in the same day. Come on over. Welcome
11: to my home. Hi again, Toofy. Officer Dave and I have got a few more questions for you. Do you mind? Not at all. Just push that garbage out the way and pull up a crate. But I can't be long. I got to get over to the mission. Beef soup tonight. I would have thought you'd be there already. It's a quarter after six. Nah, one of the stoves broke yesterday.
4: They'll be all day fixing it. Dinner will be late. So, Ossifers, what can I do for you?
10: We want to know a little more about your friend Nick, the one who gave you the sweatshirt. What was he wearing? Um, well, he weren't running
4: around naked or nothing, but I don't remember what he was wearing. How tall is he? Oh, he's tall enough to reach the top shelf in the store—that's for sure. What color is his hair? Oh, he's going bald in spots, and I'm planning to stay out of them
11: spots. <laughs> Toofy, why aren't you giving us straight answers? You don't really have a friend, Nick,
4: do you? Well, I
11: sort of yes and sort of no. Okay, Toofy, instead of us playing 20 questions, why don't you tell us all about your friend, Nick, and don't leave anything out because I'll know it. Also, remember, I'm working all night and I don't mind spending it at the station booking you for shoplifting and obstruction of justice. Now come clean. Well, the truth is, awesome for Tina,
4: that I ain't never seen Nick till tonight. I was sitting in that little spot in front of Gilbert's that's out of the wind. I was using the light from the store to read a paper that I found. I likes to keep up with the news. Anyway, I was there and a guy in an old beat up blue car drove up. Uh, He stopped and asked me if I was cold and I said yes. He said, Merry Christmas and threw this here sweatshirt at me. Then he says, if anybody was to ask where I got the sweatshirt, that I was to tell him from Saint Nick. Then he drives away. Now I ain't very religious, so that Saint part kinda stuck in my craw. So I figured I'd just call him Nick. I figured that anybody wants to give me a warm sweatshirt. Well, that's
11: definitely a friend. That's better. Did you happen to notice the license number? No, but it looked like an old Chevy Nova. I used to see a lot of them when I
4: owned my shop. Anything else that you can tell us? No, nothing. After that, I come
11: around the back of the store to check the dumpster and saw you. Then I come here. Okay, Toofy, thanks for the help. Come on, Dave, let's go. Bye, Toofy.
10: Later,
4: Toofy. Goodbye, first. Come back anytime. time. It's okay, Nick. They're gone.
2: Toofy, why did you lie for me like that?
4: Oh, that's just part of the game, Nick, my boy. I tell them the stupid stuff, like I think they ain't gonna catch me. They get mad. They try to scare me, so I tell them the story I wanted them to hear the whole time. They think that I can clean, so they don't bug me no more, and you're in the clear. You could have gone to jail. Nick, a night inside is a heck of a lot softer than out here. Warmer, too. Besides, if they haul me away, they're gone, and you're in the clear. Either way, your skin is safe. I know, Toofy, but I did. Hold it right there, Nick. Out here, we've all done things we ain't proud of. I ain't fixin' to tell you mine, and I don't wanna know yours. All I know, or wanna know, is that you was nice to me, and I was nice to you. That makes us friends, and friends don't rat on each other. Well, am I allowed to say thank you? (laughs) Only under extreme torture. Well now, Nick, I'm hungry. What say we get something to eat Whatever you say. Where can we go? Over at the city mission, They got good food. You can lay low for a while and fill up your belly. It don't cost nothing, and nobody cares who you are. Besides, Jenny will be there, and she's always good for a laugh. Okay,
2: Toofy. Men your hands.
1: The police had just left Toofy in the alcove. Just around the corner, they asked
10: each other questions. Why did you want to leave Toofy so fast? I'm sure he knows more than he's saying.
11: Of course he does, but he isn't going to tell us.
10: Well, why didn't you arrest him?
11: It's all part of the game, David. He lies, I threaten, he supposedly comes clean, I leave, and he thinks he's rid of us.
0: So, do
10: you want to follow him?
11: Nah. He's just going over to that shelter to get some dinner. The person I want to talk to is that nurse with all those kids. Let's go over to that hospital and talk to her without her reporter boyfriend.
10: Okay, by me. I'll get the car.
1: The police drove away. and. Our downtrodden friends took the slow, cold walk to the local shelter.
5: Hi there, Toofy. See you got a friend tonight. How you doing, Alice?
4: Well, this here's Nick. Nick, meet the prettiest shelter cook this side of the Mississippi.
5: <laughs> oh, Toofy, you old smoothie. Please meet you, Nick. Hi. Hey, is Ginny here tonight? She's at her place of the range right now. We're starting a little late tonight because of the broken stove. But I bet she has a minute to say hi. You want me to go get her?
4: I sure do. Nick, you're in for a treat. Ginny always bakes the best rolls and she makes a beef soup that'll knock your socks off.
2: I appreciate this, Toofy, but
4: Toofy, how are ya? I ain't seen you for nearly two weeks. Well, Ginny! I've been here where
8: you've been. You know how it goes. I can't volunteer as much as I want to anymore, but I want you to meet someone. My daughter came to help out tonight. Let me get her.
5: You guys are busy back there. Just take him into the kitchen. I won't tell. Well then, come on back. I'm right behind you, gorgeous. Well, Nick, you're new here. What's your story? What's with the suit? Don't you have to return it?
2: Oh, I'm just a stray that Toofy rescued and brought home. Surprised he didn't ask if he could keep me.
5: Yeah, he's like that. He's been homeless for two years now, but he still can't get past someone he thinks is in trouble. He's got a heart of gold. I think if he had any money, he'd give it to the poor and continue to live on the street.
2: So how many people are you serving tonight?
5: Uh, We're starting late, so we're not as full as usual. At last count, we had 126. Good people just can't
1: catch a break. Jim looked around and saw that she was right. Everyone at that shelter had hopes and dreams just like his. If things were different, he could have been one of them, but he wasn't. He thought of the things that he did have, and suddenly his problems didn't seem so impossible. It was these folks that needed a break. For once in their lives, something wonderful to happen to them. Just then, His right hand touched his bulging pocket. Yeah, these folks needed a break. A one-time, wonderful break. And he was just the guy to give it to them. Alice, I have
2: to go. But if Toofy's looking for me, tell him I'll be back for dinner.
5: You're up to something, Nick. I can see it in your eyes. What is it?
2: Well, if I'm successful, you'll know in 15 minutes.
1: Jim ran out the shelter and back to the commons. Pausing a second, he opened the fancy door and heard.
13: Welcome to Bob's Steakhouse. How many for dinner tonight? 126. Say what, son? Well, actually 127, including me,
2: but let's plan for a few extras. Make it 130.
13: 130? And just where in God's green earth are your 130 friends? In the shelter,
2: around the corner. Ask a silly question. I need 130 steak dinners, complete with salad and dessert, at the shelter across the street. I'll let you decide if that's for here or to go. For here to go?
13: Is that all? What about soup and rolls?
2: Soup and rolls I can handle. Can you handle the
13: steaks? Look son, or should I say Santa Claus, I'm in no mood for jokes. I ain't got no customers except three drunks sitting in the bar. I'm paying a full staff of waitresses and cooks to sit around and do nothing. I was in a bad mood before you got here, and I don't like or need your humor. So why don't you just get out of here before I call a cop? Look, maybe I asked in the wrong way, but I am serious. So am I, listen to me here. Not only is your idea silly, it is impossible. I can pay cash. I don't care, do you hear me? I said it was impossible for me to close down this here restaurant and move all this stuff I need over to that there shelter. Until I can get rid of them three drunks, and then I'll take at least 15 minutes.
2: Okay, I can live with that. Here's 6,000 that should include a nice tip for the
13: waitresses. I need you to get started pronto. Don't you worry your head at all about that, Santa. You can consider them drunks thrown out.
1: 20 minutes later, a parade of people walked out of Bob's carrying coolers. Bob locked the front door of the restaurant, and then joined Jim in the front of the line. Somewhere in the middle of the line, a voice started singing. Here comes Santa Claus. By the time they got back to the shelter, they became a caravan of carolers, turning heads as they went.
5: You're back, but who are all these people? I say, Nick, what
4: in heaven's name is going on?
2: Alice, Toofy, this is Bob. He owns a steakhouse across the way. He's agreed to make all the dinners tonight.
5: Make dinner?
13: That's right, pretty lady. And them coolers over there are some of the finest steaks in the country and Bob's famous salad dressing. We came ready to throw y'all a steak bash you ain't gonna soon forget. Now I will have to ask you to let Frank here use your grill because I don't trust anyone else with cooking those beautiful pieces of beef.
12: Sure, that's fine by me.
13: Thank you, ma'am. Santa here tells me you already got soup and warm rolls cooking, is that true?
14: That's true. The soup is in the big pot on the stove and the rolls are in the oven. That's
13: great, then we can get started. So why don't y'all take a seat and leave the kitchen to us? Excuse me, I need to make an announcement. Hey everyone, I'm Bob, and we're here to cook dinner for y'all. We're gonna do things a little differently around here tonight. We got waitresses for you, so just find yourself a seat and wait for your server to bring you your delicious dinner. Now don't worry about paying your bills or tipping the waitresses. That's all being taken care of by our good friend, Santa Claus.
14: Yay. Hooray for St. Yes, Santa Yay. Claus! Yay.
1: Some could party, but others still had to work. Officers Dave and Tina continued their investigation
10: at the Children's Hospital.
8: Yes, officers, I'm Nurse Susan Connolly. What can I do for you?
10: We were wondering if we could ask you a few more questions.
8: Sure, officers, anything.
10: Why were you downtown today?
8: I was taking some of the children to see the Christmas lights. Tell us about the trip. There's not much to tell. We left here about quarter to five saw the lights, we saw Santa, and we stopped for a treat on the way back. I put the children back into their rooms and I've been filling out paperwork ever since.
11: You said earlier that your kids couldn't wait in
8: line to see Santa. We didn't. Santa came to see us. Santa came to see you? That's right. We had gone inside to see Santa, but the line was too long, so we went back outside. Someone must have seen us, because a few minutes later Santa came out of the front door and started talking to the children. I knew he was an employee because he gave away some toys and all of them had Gilbert's price tags. Didn't that seem rather strange? Not really. Gilbert's always makes a donation to the hospital. I assumed it was a manager being creative with the normal donation. My boyfriend works in radio, and he has lots of contacts around the city. He could have easily arranged it for us, and the kids loved it.
10: Wait a minute. Before, you said that you didn't see a man dressed as Santa on the square.
8: No, I said that I did not see one running across the square. The man I described walked right up to us and spent some time talking. He didn't run anywhere.
10: That man is wanted in connection with a bank robbery, and you playing with our words may have allowed him to escape.
8: Then I suggest you learn how to ask questions correctly, and you will stop getting ambiguous answers. Secondly, I don't know anything about a bank robbery. The man I saw came out of Gilbert's front door. He was kind and generous and did not think of himself at all. For all I know, he might be the real Santa Claus, and the children and I witnessed a miracle. Is there anything else, officers? I have a lot of work to do before I go home, and I should have been off an hour ago. No, that's
11: all. Thank you, Miss Connolly. Good day.
8: Then goodbye, and Merry Christmas.
10: Tina, is it possible that we're chasing more than one guy in a Santa suit? What do you mean? Well, to me it seems that we are chasing three guys. The first robbed the bank and now he's probably miles away. The second went into Gilbert's and stole toys and gave them to the kids. He could be just a disgruntled employee who wants to get back at the store for whatever reason. And the third drove by and gave a sweatshirt to Toofy.
11: You may be right, but the second and third could be the same guy.
10: No, the nurse saw her guy come out of the store, but Toofy's guy was already in a car. But Toofy could be lying. Anybody could be lying. That's true, but most people
11: lie to protect something. Who would have something to protect?
10: Well, the nurse might want to shield the kids, and the store manager would want to keep Gilbert's out of any scandal.
11: Right, but what would Toofy have to protect?
10: He has nothing to protect, so he shouldn't be lying. But we know that he is lying. So we need to find out who or what Toofy is protecting.
11: I think the time has come to go and talk to Toofy at the mission.
10: Bingo. I'll drive.
1: The officers drove back to the square as the party at the shelter continued, and in the words of restaurant owner Bob,
13: Santa, when you throw a party, it is a dinger." Thanks, Bob, but couldn't have done it without you. Oh, heck, I'm just a friendly caterer. It takes a good-hearted fellow like you to think of doing something nice like this. Shoot. I've been across the street for nigh on 15 years, and I ain't never even donated the day-old bread to this place. But now I know it's here, and I'll never forget about these folks, neither. I know you've been denying it all night, but you, you're the real Saint Nick, whether you like it or not. No, I'm just an average guy It's a good idea. Average? Son, who are you trying to kid? You are one of the best... And to let you in on one little secret, serving these folks gave me a warm feeling I won't soon forget. And I ain't never felt this way before, and I'm sure as shoot gonna strive to get this feeling again. And I owe it all to you, so don't be saying you're just average. You're Santa Claus, for gosh
4: sakes. He's right, you know, Nick. In fact, the only thing that I see that even comes close to being as good as you is this your apple pie. Well,
13: thanks, Toofy. It's my mother's recipe and it sure keeps folks coming back to the restaurant.
5: I agree with them. All I'm gonna have to say is, let's have three cheers for St. Nick.
11: Hip hip hooray! Hip hip hooray! Hooray.
1: Hip hip hooray. hooray!
11: Oh that's touching miss. I'm officer Tina Andrews and I came in just in time to hear those cheers. What can I do for you officers? Well. I came in to try and find Toofy here, but I don't think I need him anymore. What do you need me for, Officer Fertina? I really don't need you, Toofy. Except to ask you if this is your friend Nick. Um, no! No way! His friend's Bill.
4: Oh, he normally hangs out on 6th, but he finally got a job at that store up on the square. Yeah, I've known Bill here for-
2: It's okay, Toofy. Don't get into any trouble in my account. Yes, Officer Anders, I'm Nick. Or Jim's case
11: may be. Well, Jim, you're under arrest for suspicion of bank robbery. You'll have to come with me.
4: Hey, he didn't rob no bank. He talks crazy sometimes. You can't believe nothing he says.
2: (sighs) Come on, Toofy, don't lie. It's all right. Everything's all right now. I'm ready, officer. Let's go.
1: Well, that's my story. All of it as close as I can remember. Jim was arrested, booked, spent three weeks in jail. They say don't do the crime if you can't do the time. Well, Jim did the crime. Nothing can change that. Here's a funny thing about being caught giving to charities like sick children and the homeless. It gives you a warm feeling that you can't soon forget. That feeling lasts a long time. So maybe the story, like the feeling, can last a bit longer. In fact, the story doesn't end there. After reporting on this unusual case, the public outcry was so overwhelming that a plea was made to the presiding judge to allow reporters into the courtroom to broadcast the proceedings. J.C. Tilleman from WTZZ News Team coming to you live from the county courthouse where the hearing for Jim Williams is about to begin. As we reported on this station, Mr. Williams is accused of robbing a downtown bank and apartment store to give toys to sick children and buy dinner for a local homeless shelter. The publicity that this case has generated in the last three weeks has been incredible and earned Mr. Williams the nickname of Santa Hood. Jerry Simpson, the public defender assigned to this case, has repeatedly refused comment, citing the need to keep publicity down. But this reporter has learned from sources inside Ms. Simpson's office that she has a few tricks up her sleeve. Well, the bailiff has just given me the nod that the judge is ready and the hearing is about to begin.
4: All rise. The court of St. Joseph County is now in session. The Honorable Allison Richardson presiding.
3: Be seated.
4: Case 154423. The People versus James R. Williams.
3: Before we begin, I wish to say a few words. First, this is a hearing. Its purpose is to enter a plea and determine whether there is sufficient evidence to prosecute. No verdict of guilt or innocence will be determined at this time. If it is found that there is enough evidence, a jury trial will be scheduled for a later date. Second, I have given my permission for a local radio station to broadcast this hearing because of the popularity of this case. The permission is to broadcast only and not to speak. If I even suspect that you are thinking about saying anything, I will not hesitate to throw you out and fine you for contempt. Do I make myself clear? Yes, Your Honor. Good. Bailiff, please read the charges.
4: Charges are as follows. One count of burglary, one count of armed robbery, and three counts of having concealed loaded weapon in a
3: public place. Ms. Williams, you have heard the charge. How do you plead? My client pleads no contest, Your Honor. No contest, Miss Simpson?
8: Yes, Your Honor. It means that we agree with the facts as presented, but- Don't
3: reason- presume to explain legal terms to me, Miss Simpson. I know what it means. It's just that I never hear it outside of traffic court. bailiff enter the plea all right miss simpson have you anything to say before we begin yes your honor i would like to request all of the charges be addressed separately that can be arranged anything else no your honor in that case we can begin first we will address the charge of burglary the charge states that on december 21st at approximately four o'clock p.m Mr. Williams allegedly came into Gilbert's department store and was mistaken for an employee. He was given a bag containing merchandise valued at $2,300, which I'm told is not uncommon at Gilbert's. In any event, Mr. Williams allegedly left the store without paying for the merchandise.
9: Your Honor, may I say something? And who are you, sir? My name is Alex Smith, Your Honor. I am one of the managers of Gilbert's. Very well, proceed. <clears throat> Your Honor, Gilbert's department store would like to apologize to you and all other members of the St. Joseph County judicial system
3: for any trouble this little misunderstanding has caused. Misunderstanding, Mr. Smith? And why is Gilbert's apologizing for heaven's sake?
9: Because, Your Honor, it was my mistake that started this whole affair. I mistook Mr. Williams as one of our in-store Santas and gave him the bag. I did not, however, give him complete instructions on what to do with it. Mr. Williams has never been to one of our training classes and was no doubt confused. When he was told to show the merchandise off, I'm convinced that he didn't know. I meant only inside the store, not outside. That is undoubtedly the reason he left the premises. When he saw the children, I'm sure that he assumed that the toys were Gilbert's annual donation to the children's hospital. Again, being without a proper training, Mr. Williams would have had no idea that his actions were indeed wrong, because I, an employee, made the mistake Gilbert's takes complete responsibility for Mr. Williams' actions and donates the toys to the hospital. Furthermore, Gilbert's will pay Mr. Williams one day's salary in accordance with the labor laws of this state.
3: Mr. Smith, frankly, I'm shocked. Are you sure you do not wish to retract that statement?
9: Yes, Your Honor, I am sure.
3: Are you just as sure if I tell you that there may be some court costs associated with this matter? Gilbert is willing to pay those charges, Your Honor. Mr. Smith, Did your store profit from the publicity brought on by this case?
9: Well, yes, Your Honor. Our corporate office's conservative estimate says that our sales doubled. And frankly, Your Honor, we do not wish to be known as the store that sent Santa Claus to jail.
3: Well, now, thanks to Mr. Smith, we have cleared up that little uh, misunderstanding. So, now it appears that we only have two charges remaining. Let's take up the charge of armed robbery. With respect to that charge, I would like to know if there is a representative of the St. Joseph County National Bank in the room.
12: Here, Your Honor, I'm Joanne McNeil, manager of the downtown branch. Ms. McNeil,
3: I received a letter yesterday morning which you may be interested in. It is from the governor of this state who happens to be a friend of mine. It reads, I understand that you are conducting the hearing for the alleged Santa hood. I have heard of this case. I understand that the money from the bank robbery was recovered except for the portion that was spent to feed the homeless. I speak to you now as your friend of 10 years. I know you to be the fairest woman who has ever sat at the bench. I have seen you give out harsh sentences when deserved, but I have also seen you listen to the human story behind the deed. I feel in my heart, there is a story in this case. I feel it so strongly that I have thought about pardoning Mr. Williams, but of course he has not even been convicted yet. So it is in your hands and I trust those hands unconditionally. I put it to you, listen to the story talk to the bank people and most importantly use your best judgment i have enclosed my power of attorney if you feel that a pardon is in order use it if not tear it up i leave it in your capable hands end quote ms mcneil you know more of
12: this case
3: than any of us tell us how do you feel
12: To tell the truth, Your Honor, I'm quite confused by the entire incident. I agree that a man in a Santa suit did take $30,000 from our bank. After that, it gets complicated. The corporate office's staff psychologist tells me that the perpetrator had an almost perfect crime. The bank's cameras, because of the costume, could not recognize him, and he should have removed the costume as soon as possible. If that were the case, it is possible that Mr. Williams could have found the costume whenever the real criminal left it. He may have then thought that the money was his and used it to his discretion. Miss Levine, the teller that was robbed, says that she cannot positively identify Mr. Williams as the man who robbed her. The psychologist's profile of Mr. Williams shows him to be a very generous man with a streak of bad luck. Secondly, 24 of the 30,000 was recovered, which leaves 6,000. Bob Schaefer from Bob's Steakhouse says that he was paid 6,000 to provide dinner for the homeless shelter. If we assume that the two events are related and then all the money that was taken is accounted for, the bank normally makes a yearly donation to the shelter, and the bank president has suggested to me to write off the missing 6,000 as the yearly donation and get on with business. As a side note, Mr. Schaefer said that he is willing to pay a part of the donation if 6,000 is too much of a burden on the bank. I get all of that, but again, how do you feel? I'm inclined to agree with the bank president and just find a way past this incident. If this were not a federal offense, I would drop the charges. That's an interesting statement, Ms. McNeil. Because
3: the governor has given you the ability to essentially do just that by the letter, the one he sent to me. Do you really want a pardon in this case?
12: Yes, Your Honor.
8: Your Honor, the defense humbly requests that you dismiss this case on the grounds of...
3: Not so fast, Miss Simpson. There is still the charge of... Carrying a concealed weapon in three public places, I admit there is possible conflicting evidence about Mr. Williams being in the bank, but he has been identified as being inside Gilbert's department store and the homeless shelter. Of that charge, I find Mr. Williams guilty. But, but, but Your Honor. What is going on? Mr. Williams, please stand up. Justice has been served. And while I personally may not agree with how the charges were resolved in this case, they were resolved nonetheless. But you have been found guilty of carrying a concealed weapon in a public place. Your plea of no contest allows me to pronounce sentence now. And I sentence you to time served. You are free to go, and I don't want my generosity taken lightly.
1: All rise. Mr. Williams, I'm JC Tillman of WTZZ Radio. How do you feel? I, I don't know how I feel.
5: He feels great, and he's gonna talk to me before you. Donna. Jim, this is wonderful. I have even more wonderful news. They made me assistant manager of the boutique. Now I can take care of you until you get back on your feet.
2: But Donna, I'm I'm supposed to- Wait
5: a minute. I know of a very happy man who works only one day a year. His wife takes care of him the rest of the time. And he's very popular. Merry Christmas, Santa Claus.
0: Happy holidays from all of us at Sweet Bunny Radio Plays. This episode, the Day I Was Santa Claus, written by Christopher Otasek, produced and directed by Matthew Zucker. Using abundance of caution, this episode was recorded exclusively using Zoom. Our cast, Jim, our Santa Claus, was played by Brian. J.C. Tillman, Will. Tuffy, Chris. Officer Dave, Timothy. Officer Tina, Caramia, Teller, Amber. Bank manager, Christina. Store manager, Dave. Nurse Susan, Becky. Alice was Amy Lynn. Ginny was played by Chelsea. Bob by Stephen, Judge Allison, Marianne. Jerry was played by Kathy. And our children for the show were Josie and Morgan. Sweet Bunny Radio Plays can be found on podbeam.com, as well as iTunes, iHeartMedia, Spotify, and other popular podcasting platforms. This production of The Day I Was Santa Claus was produced with permission of the author. You can enjoy more of his work at Mr. O's Sideways Views at www.mysidewaysview.com. Thank you so very much for joining us for our episode. I think that the day I was Santa Claus is very much what we needed here in 2020. It's a reminder to be kind to one another, and spread some joy where there is not as much. Especially now we need to recognize that everyone has their own burdens to bear and we can help with those burdens. We can be better to one another, even in our current normal. This holiday season where we may not be able to see each other in person, we can always take a moment to do something kind. Whatever it is, everyone will appreciate it. By doing that something kind, It just might make someone believe in Santa Claus again. Merriest wishes to you and yours.